The following podcast contains strong language and mention of enslavement, death, sex, and money. It's in the book. Hello, hello. Welcome to It's in the Book, a queer Bible podcast season two. I am Jay Sylvan. My pronouns are they, them, there. I am a Unitarian Universalist minister, and I know the Bible pretty gosh darn well. I'm David Waters. My pronouns are he, him. I'm a minister for education at King's Chapel in Boston, and I know the Bible fairly well. I'm Sue Buzzard, uh, she, her, hers. Uh, I am married to Jay, and I was raised Catholic and got confirmed and did uh, my communion, and uh, that's uh, that was the extent of my Catholic education. So I know a lot of stuff from the new Bible, Bible 2, Bible 2. Gotta love that, gotta love that new Bible. Love and yeah. sequels. That's it, and Christmas <laughs> and Easter, and I know the Stations of the Cross are a thing, and uh, yeah. yeah. And so here's how this show works. If you're just joining us, we tell a story from the Bible. Sue hears it and reacts to it. And then we discuss it and make meaning from it. We are going through the Bible from the beginning. Uh, in our first season, we got all the way up to the binding of Isaac in the book of Genesis. And this season, we are hoping to actually finish the book of Genesis. I'm so excited Yay for finishing. Oh, and we're all queer. Oh, oh, All yeah, queer. that's well, that's important for, for more. Ooh. See the teaser <laughs> for, for more, for more hand wringing about what being queer means in the year of our Lord 2022. <laughs> oh, see we invite you oh, to revisit the teaser. It's in the book. Previously in the Bible. So we ended last season with the binding of Isaac, where God tells Abraham to sacrifice his only son, not really his only son, but it's complicated, uh, his only son, Isaac. And Abraham is like, okay, whatever, God, sure. Yeah. Where do I go? Uh -huh. And then at the last minute, God is like, JK, here's a ram to sacrifice instead. And you can sacrifice that and keep your son. But you have passed my test. Exactly. <laughs> I, as a lay person, even as a lay person, I knew that of that story. I was like, is that the one where Abraham mm. always almost kills his son? What's up with that? That's a very, it's a, it's a big hit. It's a, it's very important. It is definitely one of the hits, I must say. Yeah. Uh, and so God is like, you passed my test because you were willing to do this. You are blessed so hard. And so are your descendants. And Hagar, the enslaved Egyptian woman, and Ishmael, uh, her son, also sort of get a happy-ish ending where they go off and away from this abusive enslavement situation and make their own nomadic life, which is pretty cool. Uh -huh. And it ends with a post-credits teaser where Abraham gets word of his family line back home, uh -huh. and the last child listed is his grandniece. Rebecca. That's an important person. It is. Right. So in like the Bible extended universe, there's like the post-credit scene and like Rebecca opens the door. And I you're really like, what? So Sue, what do you know about Rebecca and Isaac? Nothing. I don't know. I'm like, oh, Rebecca, that's a biblical name. That's a character from the Bible. That's mm. it. And I know Isaac is the son that almost died. That that was almost sacrificed but wasn't at the last second so no expectations <laughs> yeah so sarah dies 
Oh, that's sad. It is sad, but she was 127. Abraham's wife, right? Yeah, exactly. Abraham's wife, Sarah, mother of Isaac, Mm -hmm. dies at 127 years young compared to all of the the prehistoric people who were living like 900 years or whatever so so people are people's lifespans are getting shorter she dies in hebron uh, which is in canaan which is the the promised land the, the land that god told abraham to settle in and mm. abraham is super sad and he mourns her so i yeah. just read recently that one of the reasons why people posit that uh, Sarah died so young, like the Midrash is like, maybe she had a heart attack on account of this whole Isaac thing. Like, Uh. (laughs) either, which is like, that tracks. (laughs) it feels a little sacrilegious, but I'm like, "Mm." like she saw, you know, Abraham going off with their son and she's like, oh my God, what is this? (laughs) Keels over. Alternatively, they go, they come back. She hears the story of how close a call it was. And she's like, oh, my God, it's the big one. I'm out of here. Right. So or she's like, oh, my God, like, what if God asked my husband to do this again? Mm. And he'll totally and, do and he'll, it. But he'll totally do it. And like yeah. after I've longed for this child for so long. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So she kind of she's got a tough road to hoe with old yeah. Abe, you know. So but, David, did you just nickname Abraham Abe? I did. That's his, that's I his did. name. I'm, that's I'm his trying name. to. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It sticks. I'm no, trying it, it out. Nobody has ever said that being married to a prophet is an easy gig. Ugh. So after Sarah dies, Abraham mourns her, and then he picks himself up and he goes out and he talks to the Hittites, who are people of the land, and says, "Look, I am a stranger here. I'm an immigrant, but please sell me a gravesite so that I can bury my dead wife." And the Hittites are like, you are the chosen of God among us. Uh, They know this somehow. And they say, take the choicest of burial places. And Abraham bows and says, okay, I want this cave in Machpelah that this guy, Ephron, son of Zohar owns. Can you talk to him for me? I want to buy it from him at full price. Because it wants you to know that this was a fair and up and up transaction. Right on. Which I like. Very honorable. Mm. Very honorable. Uh, So Efron, you know, he says, I want to buy this at full price. Efron is like, uh, no, I'm going to give you the whole field and the cave that's in it. And Abraham is like, no, dude, I super want to pay you. And Efron is like, "Uh, I don't know, dude, uh, I guess it's probably worth like 400 shekels of silver. And I didn't actually know this until recently. Shekel is just a weight measurement because coins mm. weren't around yet. So, um, oh, like like X pounds or yeah, something. Yeah, I'll give you 400 mm. ounces of, of silver or something mm-hmm. like that. Because cool. that's how they did money back yeah. then. So Abraham pays him and it's all legal and there are witnesses and it's so legal. And it mm-hmm. wants you to know that it's super legal. Soup's legal. What I just kind of discovered recently. So when we talked about this a little bit before and it's like, what is the deal with like, I want to give you this money. Oh, no, no, we're going to give it to you. Uh, Robert Alter is like, "Mm." when you look at the language here and when you look at how this goes, he may actually be getting fleeced a little bit. (laughs) Abraham or? Abraham. Oh, you think? Because, so Abraham at the very beginning is like, Abraham wants a cave. Abraham just wants a cave. 
mm. at first. And he's like, I'm going to pay full price for it. And yeah. then Efron, when he hears like that full price is going to be paid, he's like, <laughs> I'm going to grant you the cave and the land, right? For Knowing the low, low price. I'll throw exactly, in the land. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Only an extra 300 shekels. Of I found that very interesting because then like the other thing they say is like, he's like, what's 400 shekels between compadres right <laughs> uh, turns out 400 shekels is a lot of money <laughs> yeah but abraham so. is rich too so it's true it's true i'm just saying like there's a little there might be a, a slight bit of shadiness you know going on okay so. that might that's interesting because if you look ahead at all of the drama that happens in Hebron or, you mm -hmm. know, and with, with the Hittites Ooh, and David and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, mm, what is happening here? So he gets this field with a cave in it and he legally mm -hmm. owns it and it's all on the up and up. And he buries Sarah in the cave facing Hebron. And again, it reminds you that this field belongs to Abram now and not the Hittites anymore. Mm -hmm. Great. Glad we cleared that up. Okay. Now, Abraham is old. And I mean, it started, you, you, it, you were introduced to Abraham knowing yeah. he was old, right? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. he was like a hundred or, or almost a hundred already. Ooh, he's been old. He's been old, but now he's really <laughs> old. Dude's been you old. You thought he was old before. <laughs> yeah. And he gets his senior servant or slave who mm. is in charge of his whole house. And he makes him swear an oath. And he says, put your hand under my thigh and swear to God that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites where we're mm. living because fuck the Canaanites. Mm. <laughs> I want you to go back from where I came from and get him a wife there. What? Preferably blood related. He doesn't say <gasps> that, but it's like implied. It was like a feature, not a bug. It's <laughs> not a bug. <laughs> also... Also, I just need to mention this. Um, the word for thigh, like Iraq or something, mm. it might be his junk. So like they might have made uh. vows by having like their hands <laughs> on their junk. I mean, which, that makes it feel really like serious. It's serious, like, right? Like, like there's no way that you can keep a not It probably face. was his junk, yeah. you know? Mm. So it's like, hey, yeah. cut my junk and look in my this eyes. This is how serious I am. swear to me. <laughs> That this is what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't tell a lie while holding an, a man's junk. You can't. <laughs> well, you know. it also like represents the like what is the promise? The promise is that I'm gonna make you fruitful, right? So it's like yeah. it's all bound up in the seed. So this is like the seed of the promise, which oh, there's layers. I got it. There's layers, and there's still more layers, right? Because now this is sort of like uh maybe in apocryphal territory but oh no serpent, we hate that <laughs> we hate that we don't like that at all if we think about um who this servant is this sir if it could well be that this servant is the guy who was gonna get everything if yeah. Isaac was out of the picture, right? He probably so, is, I think. Or excuse me, not out of the picture, but like had never it, been born, yeah. right? Like, so before Isaac or came Or before along, Ishmael even. Right. right. This yeah. guy was going to get the whole kit and caboodle. And so it's pretty extraordinary that he's like now sent on this journey. And, and also the layers of like, mm, you know what I need to do is put my yeah. hand on your junk, you know? So it's very, like when you read the layers, it's very interesting. Absolutely. And also, I mean, there's just this whole thing of, I guess the locals are good enough to live among and buy graves from, but not good enough to marry. Okay. Yeah, I'll, like it, again, that's there. This doesn't 
age will in many ways. Mm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, mm. so the servant says, what if the woman doesn't consent to follow me back? Should I bring your son back to the land you came from? And Abraham is like, no fucking way. God was very clear that he was giving my offspring this land. And I came all this way and God promised me and my offspring this land. Don't worry. God will send angels to help you and you'll get a woman from there for my son. And if she doesn't consent to follow you, then you're off the hook. You're clear of this oath. uh, But whatever you do, do not bring my son back there. Got it. So this the consent, right? Loving like the consent. You know? yeah. Actually, I was worried. Honestly, I was worried where it was going to go. Oh, well, don't worry. Like, don't worry, because like, like oh, you'll no. like the, this is very like it, it's actually very anomalous. <laughs> like in, right. in how much in, in, in that there are no worries <laughs> in that in that how much they're concerned in this particular story with the consent of the woman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, real. Because that is just not there other times. And I I actually for the course. (laughs) No. And I also looked up the word consent, like because I, you know, reading a translation and I I wasn't familiar with this word um, Mm. of I think. But, you know, I was like, well, what what does this word actually mean? But it's also used like, for instance, when kings agree to terms or consent Mm. to do something with other kings. So it really does seem to be like like a mutual agreement. Right. So it really actually does seem to be pretty close to what we think of as consent consent and it really does seem to be putting the agency with the woman here again don't get used to it but in this particular mm. story <laughs> it's a breath of fresh it's air a breath of fresh air. <laughs> let me tell you it is welcome breath so- of fresh air blowing through canaan <laughs> yes <laughs> so the servant puts his hand on abraham's junk and promises he'll do the thing and you're all right we're getting over covid so we've got a little bit of a Aww. no that was me little- trying not to laugh oh into, i'm sorry it's always funny anyway. you know you can laugh in this i know but i I just thought you were gonna say thigh and i was like remember when it was thigh but it's actually junk anyway moving on okay anyway so enter rebecca i had a uh a quote here from yair zakovich great scholar he said in the bible women are rarely born they almost never die and when they give birth it's usually to a boy Mm. that is Sort that is sort of true. I don't think it's quite as true as Zakovich says, but mm. you know, compared to how many men we hear of who are born and mm. die and mm. all of that stuff, it, there it is a fewer number of women that we're mm. we're told about. It, you know, it, it's unusual for Rebecca to have been listed in the news of Abraham's family in that post-credit scene mm-hmm. at the end of the uh, the Binding of Isaac story. Mm. It's not unheard of, but it is unusual. Uh, so we already know that Rebecca is a big deal uh, mm. because she was teased in that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it. And I am drawing from uh, Rachel Brody's essay on Rebecca in the book Torah Queries, which is awesome. We love it. We love it. So I'll be referring to that a a little bit throughout this piece. Great. But so the servant goes out with 10 of Abraham's camels to the city of Nahor, and he makes these 10 camels kneel by a well in the evening around the time the water drawers came out which is what it says so i guess that was like a thing there's a time of day when the water drawers come out mm-hmm. and the servant is like god be kind to me when i ask that girl and the word that he actually uses is na'ar it's not na'ara na'ara would be like maiden or young girl na'ar means like twink <laughs> it, it usually mean i mean it is sometimes in genesis used 
to refer to young women, uh-huh. but usually it's like David is called an R when he's young. It's it's like a young, uh, sexy, pretty, pretty sexy. unmarried, virginal boy, man, mm-hmm. young man, smooth. you know, smooth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> are you okay, okay David? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm learning new vocabulary. I like learning oh, new yeah. vocabulary. So, yes. um, but but it, it, this is interesting, right? Because uh, when I ask, so it uses the word na'ar and not na'ara. Hmm. Um, and the servant says, when I ask, he's talking to God, and he says, when I ask this na'ar to give me water, if she says drink and I'll water your camels. Let that be the right one. So I'll know. So he's like, I can't decide this on my own. Give me a sign or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And just as he finishes talking, Rebecca comes out with a jar on her shoulder. And it reminds us again that she's the granddaughter of Abraham's brother and sister-in-law. So definitely blood related. Mm -hmm. Once again, it's a feature and not a bug for them. (laughs) And it says uh, that she was beautiful and no man had known her. Mm. Ah, known, wink in the biblical sense. <laughs> Literally in the biblical sense. <laughs> so she goes down to the spring and fills her jar and the servant runs towards her and says, may I have a sip of your water, please? Mm. And she lowers her jug and says, drink, my Lord. And when he was done, she said, here, I'll also water your camels. Yeah. So it's like, OMG, she just said the thing that I said she would say. (laughs) Yes. So she dumps the rest of her jug in the trough and hurries back and gets enough water for all the 10 camels and Rebecca must be buff. Yes. Because Uh that is a lot of water. I got some um, input here on the camel sitch. I want to hear it. It is a, wait a minute. I just read this. A camel drinks, we'll just say a fuck ton of water. That's the Um, technical term. (laughs) Okay, right. Here we go. It's like some gallons and gallons of water. So for her to water all those camels, it's a heroic effort mm. it's like herculean not to mix our you know it, not to mix our it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. yeah. and she's called na'ar five times in a row not na'ara and and again in the pentateuch specifically which is the first five books of the bible specifically in genesis and deuteronomy na'ar is spelled na'ar not na'ara referring to young women but later Ooh. on it's spelled na'ara and Oh okay. my God. I don't know if we can get into this, but no, I, we're not going to get into that. I don't think it's, I don't think it's worth it. Okay. Mm. Okay, okay. We're going to get, okay. I'm just going to okay. say it. Okay. <laughs> we, we promise not to get into it. So but now we're curious. So. <laughs> in the Hebrew text that we usually use, it's called the Masoretic text. It was compiled by the Masoretes in uh, medieval times. In 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 medieval times. In the medieval. In the medieval times. times. As they were snacking on their lamb shanks. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was compiled from traditions and traditions and and scribes and scribes over you know hundreds and and possibly you know even more than that mm-hmm. uh years and over time there might be some mistakes in the text because you, you know you're having some guy some scribe copy 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 mm-hmm. now when it comes to the masoretes they are not going to change the received text that they have okay they're going to write it out. But if they think there's a mistake 
or something they don't like, what they'll do is they'll kind of draw little asterisks and say, mm. yo, it's written mm. like this, but you should pronounce it like this. Mm -hmm. like when you're reciting it, say it like this. I respect mm -hmm. that. So, I like that. I so yeah. So when you see Na'ar written, the Masoretes have gone in and made a little star and been like, uh, say Na'ara, because that's probably what they meant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. they're like subtly judging yeah right yeah so but but they're what like, is written I mean, well it says this right but, but what is written is naar and, and again she's called it five times in a row so she's called a twink five times in a row and rachel brody said this interesting thing uh in the the torah queries essay she was talking about how some consider the written text mm. this is called the caricative uh, some consider the kativ, the written text, to be the literal meaning and the kare, which is what you're supposed to say, according to the mm -hmm. Masoretes, to be interpretation. Mm. And so what Rachel Brody says about this is combining these two perspectives, Rebecca may have been physiologically and emotionally more of a na'ar while mm. presenting to the world the image that is making people read her as a na'ara relatable mm -hmm. <laughs> right <laughs> and uh, i feel seen by this text brody goes on and says indeed that seems to be how the servant sees her and exactly what he is looking for in an ideal partner for isaac a human manifestation of the divine gift of gender that is given to each of us in full spectrum uh slow mm. clap bam for that. Mm. i love it that's very interesting i th i love that because it kind of comports maybe with our understanding of who Isaac is. And and maybe this is like foreshadowing, right? Because then the question is like- Isaac has bottom energy. <laughs> yes. He does. Yes, correct. Yeah. That is, uh, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful, spoilers. that's a beautiful way of putting it. Um, oh, I'm I think curious to know how just, we know this about Isaac. And I can't wait, wait to find out. Mm -hmm. Just Just wait. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah, I think we should, yeah, just attend to that. Like, why would this servant who's been around the household forever, right, and knows, presumably knows Isaac, mm -hmm. why would he then be on the hunt for a maiden with top energy, right? right. That's, <laughs> so that, right, like, because he knows, yeah. right, he knows. And, I, you know, when we look at this God who is, among other things, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, right? Mm -hmm. And we take a look at these three sort of, you know, um, most often named people associated with this God, right? It becomes apparent <laughs> that one of these things is not like the other, right? And well, so- I think Jacob is kind of a bottom, at least in the beginning, but we'll get there. So anyway, this buff twink Rebecca is lugging jug <laughs> after jug of water to water these 10 camels. And the servant is just kind of staring at her like, are you serious? She just did the thing that I said, is this the person? And he mm -hmm. takes out a gold nose ring and armbands and gives them to her and asks who her father is and if he and his camels can spend the night. Whoa. And she very forward. And she's like, sure, we got space. So she runs. <laughs> she's always running and rushing. And she and it says she tells her mother's household, which is very interesting mm -hmm. because women don't always have households or they don't always say they have households. Um, and then she comes back and finds her brother Laban, who we'll learn later totally sucks. But anyway, uh, she finds her brother Laban 
And she tells him what's happened and he sees her gold jewelry and makes up the house and in, invites the guy and his camels in. And the servant tells his story and is like, I'm Abram's servant and he's very rich because the Lord has blessed him and he has sheep and cattle and silver and gold and slaves and camels and donkeys. And he has a son who will inherit everything. And Abraham told me to come here and get a wife for that son. Mm. And I went to the well and I asked God to, mm -hmm. uh, to give me a sign about a girl. And it was Rebecca. And please let me know if you are up for this, because otherwise I will take off. Mm-hmm. And then Laban and Bethuel, I guess mm. her brother and father are like, sure, if the Lord says this should happen and we got nothing to say, take her. Yeah, we're <laughs> down. And uh, Abraham's servant bows and showers her with gifts and also gives her brother and mother gifts. Uh, or I don't know if Bethuel is here mm. or not. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like this might have been like <laughs> a later, you know, like redactor being like, oh, it can't be your mother. Uh, put her father there too, you know, but are you... Which if it, but, and it's interesting because it's actually like, is Bethuel here in this scene? Is Bethuel, Bethuel here on the planet, right? right? Yeah, because yeah. some people are like, this dude may be dead and she might be fatherless, you right. know? Yeah, like exactly. Um, like it's which, very yeah. unclear, but I think that the fact of Bethuel being here at all might be like a later editor being like, mm -hmm. oh, we can't have a mother making this decision. That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like, um, it makes no sense. Obviously there would be a father. Just just put him in, just put yeah, him in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's what they meant. Stick let's let's go with it. Yeah. 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 So they they ate and drank and spent the night. And in the morning, the servant's like, all right, let's do this. But then her brother and mother again, it's her mother again, uh, said, hey, let us let her stay with us for 10 days and then you can go. And the servant's like, WTF, I thought we had a deal. And they mm. said, I know, let's call the twink and have her <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah. So let's see what I'm she thinks. Sorry. Yeah. Let's see what let's she thinks. Yeah. What a novel idea. <laughs> So they call Rebecca and ask her, will you go with this man? And she's like, I will. Great. Mm. I'm down. Consent has been obtained. Bam. Bam. Rebecca, yes means yes. Yes means yes. <laughs> Enthusiastic consent. And Rebecca goes off with them and her family gives her a blessing poem saying, our sister, may your life grow into thousands of myriads. May your mm. seed seize the gates of their enemies. Fucking mm. badass. Oh man, that is badass. Yeah. That's like yeah. Klingon. It is. Oh, <laughs> beautiful. Uh, so, so she follows the servant back, and there's this eyes meeting from across the field scene with mm. Rebecca and Isaac. <gasps> And it says, it's very romantic, actually. And it says, Isaac Aww. went out in the evening and looking up, he saw camels approaching mm. and raising her eyes. Rebecca saw Isaac. So it's like, don't stop. <laughs> she's like, Aww. and she's like, just a small town girl. Like, and she's like, who's Ladies that man? Yeah. And, like, and uh, the servant's like, that's my Lord. And mm. she covers herself with her veil and the servant tells Isaac everything that's happened. And Isaac takes her to his mother's tent, another mother, mm. and took Rebecca to be his wife. So he bangs Rebecca in his mom's tent. Wow. It's all very <laughs> matriarchal. Mm. And it says Isaac loved her and was comforted after his mother's loss. Mm. Aw. Yeah. Aw. All right. That's a romantic. Yeah. Okay. Almost there. Then it says... <laughs> 
Abraham took another wife named Keturah and they had a bunch more sons and some of them have names and tribes we encounter later on. So maybe they're like origin stories. <laughs> but anyway, all these were sons of Keturah and just like Ishmael, Hagar's son, they don't get any inheritance because it's all about Sarah and she's God's fave. And I think the Bible is more matrilineal than we give it credit for. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Abraham wills everything he owns to Isaac and sends his other kids away with gifts, whatever that means. <laughs> you get yes. a gold Here is a gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks yeah. for being my offspring. <laughs> you, get, you get this novelty mug. Yes. Yes. <laughs> gold watch. Then Abraham dies at a respectable 175. And wow. it says he perishes, which is a rarer word for death, and dies and is gathered to his people. Remember going all the way back to that first episode in the first season, the Bible loves parallelism mm. and bookending oh, yeah. things, right? So here we have the introduction of Rebecca sandwiched by the deaths of the previous patriarch and matriarch, right? So it started with Sarah dying. Here's Rebecca. Abraham Ends dies. Abraham. Mm. Got it. Mm -hmm. So it's like Rebecca is the new periarch in town. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. And I guess Isaac too. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Isaac's there too, I guess. Yeah. So then it says that Abraham's sons, Isaac and Ishmael, bury him in the cave in the field he bought from the Hittites with Sarah. Ishmael's back. So it's a very awkward mm -hmm. funeral. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very awkward funeral. <laughs> it says God blessed Isaac and he settled in Beer Lahai Roy. Mm -hmm. uh, but actually Ishmael then gets the last word on Abraham, which I think is interesting because after Abraham is buried, and we do a happily ever after with Isaac, we get the line and life of Ishmael. Mm. And it reminds us of who Ishmael's mother is. It's Hagar, enslaved to Sarah. And it lists his 12 sons, all of whom it says became 12 chieftains of 12 tribes. And if you know where Isaac's line is going, this should prick your ears up. Mm. And it also says that Ishmael died at 137 years old. And he perished and died and was gathered to his people so it mirrors uh, exactly just like that other guy exactly so this is parallelism it's comparing ishmael the sort of forgotten son who really should have been the firstborn in a lot of ways mm -hmm. uh, to abraham interesting oh, that, that does sound like it was awkward like oh hey mm, so dad's dead yeah, anyway, I sure. kind of took your birthright, but, mm. but... <laughs> I mean, like more wine. <laughs> and so it says that they meaning, uh, I think Ishmael and his family camped close to Egypt. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, is that a thing? Well, there's just going to be a lot happening in Egypt. Okay. Mm. Final thoughts. I don't remember if I've said this before on this podcast, but I read, I think it was John Levinson, say that it's funny that they're referred to as the patriarchs because the matriarchs are just as instrumental, if not more so, in what happens in the quote-unquote patriarchal stories. So I, I like to say, again, periarchs, because that's a gender neutral term. But we saw that 
somewhat with Sarah and Abraham, but it is really pronounced with Rebecca and you'll see it more next time as well. Like Isaac does nothing. Even <laughs> even before Rebecca was in the picture, he did mm-hmm. nothing, right? He was just not sacrificed. Well, he was just going to mm-hmm. be sacrificed and he was not sacrificed. You know, he didn't even go to get his own wife, right? Narratively, mm-hmm. he is very passive. He's always being acted upon, whereas Rebecca is very active. From mm-hmm. a modern perspective, one might even call this queer, even though they're sort of a straight relationship, even though Rebecca's gender is maybe a little fluid. It's definitely a reversal of what we think of as binary gender roles, at least modern-wise. Personality-wise, Rebecca is the top and Isaac is the bottom. Mm. And we will see next time how much more this bears out. Mm. I think you really, I think, I like that you landed on that. I think it's going to bear fruit for us to kind of uh, look at the activeness or lack thereof of Isaac as as the future comes up. And I really like thinking about Rebecca as a mover um, in this story. How is she moving and in her movement sort of bringing about what's been promised by God? I mean, it says when we first meet her, it's always saying she's hurrying, she's running, she's mm-hmm. she's impatient, she's mm-hmm. on the move. Sue, uh, you want to summarize what you remember? Yeah, um, Sarah dies. Abraham is sad. Uh, he gets fleeced on some land to bury her. Um, his servant touches his junk and promises <laughs> to find a wifey for um, his son. There's lots of camels. Um, and they they drink a lot of water. And uh, Rebecca is uh, Luisa from Encanto, um, <laughs> aka yes. my favorite character. Yes, um, and uh, you know everyone's like, get consent. It's all cool. We want it to be good. We want to be down with it. And uh, Luisa Rebecca is like, yeah, I'm down with I this. this. <laughs> um, and they're like, maybe in some future translations, they're like, ah, throw the father husband in there because there's a lot of mom talk. Um, and then <laughs> Rebecca goes back and then Isaac and Rebecca's eyes meet from across a field mm. and like, you know, yes. the, the passion theme starts playing and Isaac like just carries her over the threshold of a tent mm. and is like, yay, we're together. And then Abraham is like, I did well and dies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I enjoyed it very much. I like Rebecca very much. Um, mm. I'm, you know, as uh, intrigued slash confused, mostly intrigued, mostly wondering, mostly probably going to forget about it as anyone else about all the twink mentions. Um, And Mm. I am glad that we told that little story about the editors basically being like, Mm. star, Mm -hmm. they probably meant this. I mean, we've had this like decades long years or centuries long years of telephone going on telling all these stories oh, and like writing eons. them down eons mm. of, you know behind it's important the scenes to know that stuff i think yeah i enjoyed it very much because i was thinking that i was like was it a typo but i <laughs> i didn't i was like maybe i should just wait to see if somebody else with more experience slash authority brings it up and you did i so. mean maybe it was a typo also maybe at a certain point it was just everybody was called an R, right? Maybe just, mm. and maybe, I mean, just speculating here, maybe an extension of that is before somebody goes into some sort of marriage or whatever, maybe their gender was more fluid. Yeah. Right? I mean, mm. just if we're going to 
go down that road of saying mm-hmm. everyone was an R, maybe potentially. Yeah. Your gender was was fluid. Yeah. Um, and more, mm-hmm. like not, not defined until you uh, were quantum gender. <laughs> yeah. Quantum yeah. gender. Yeah. 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 Your, your gender mm-hmm. decoheres once you become married and mm-hmm. then you have to choose a gender. <laughs> decoheres. <laughs> it's in the Next time on It's in the Book, The Stairway to Heaven. Hello, hello, Jay here. We are so thrilled to be back for season two of It's in the Book. We are coming back on our second and fourth Wednesday release schedule. That means the next episode is going to be out on September 28th. A big thank you to my Patreon patrons, Emily, Kevin T, Pam L, Genevieve M, Nina E, Jill, Valerie S, Mary, Len T, Halliday N, Monica, Nell S, and Tom S. If you are interested in becoming a patron of my work and supporting It's in the Book and a Beloved King, a Queer Bible Musical, you can check out patreon.com slash jsylvan, J-S-Y-L-V-A-N, we have some fun perks on there, including uh, hearing completely unedited episodes of It's in the Book. And at the $15 a month level, you can join us for our monthly Bible study, which is based on episodes of It's in the Book usually, and sometimes it's whatever else I'm thinking of. But if you want to ask me personally questions or tell me some things that you've been thinking about because of the episodes, or just delve a little deeper in person in a group on Zoom, then you might want to check out that tier of Patreon supporter. You can also follow me on Instagram at j.sylvan.themself, or you cannot do any of those things. If you'd like to help the show gain more of an audience, you can rate it five stars or review it, and of course, just share it with other people who might get something out of it. I'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye.